Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Nina Simone and To Love Somebody. Thank you very much for joining me. This is Elliot Moss on Jazz FM Jazz Shapers, an unusual Jazz Shapers today because we are broadcasting actually from the offices of my business shaper. Uh, my business shaper today is Gillian McLean. She's the founder and managing director of Drake and Morgan, the bars and restaurant business. And Jazz Shapers, just in case you didn't know, is the place, of course, you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. In addition to hearing from Gillian, my business shaper today, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, some great music from the shapers of jazz, soul and blues, including Fats Waller, Stacey Kent, and this from the Neil Cowley Trio. That was Slims from the Neil Cowley Trio. Thank you very much for joining me today. Gillian McLean is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers. As I said earlier, she's the founder and managing director of Drake and Morgan. They have lovely bars and restaurants. And I must add, I haven't quite been to any of them yet, but I've seen the pretty pictures. And I, and I believe there's a new one opening soon. And we're going to be hearing a lot about that from Gillian. Thank you very much for joining me. You haven't always run your own business. You worked for Mitchells uh, and Butlers for many years. You were operations director there. You were working at Novus Leisure. Apparently, my sources tell me the UK's largest private bar and club operator, brands including Tiger Tiger. What made you go, enough, I'm going to set my own business up? Well, I think it was probably born out of frustration, really, because we started in 2008. We had some fantastic founder shareholders. And um, I've got the great joy of my family from the Western Isles. And a lot of people from the Western Isles either went from California or to, uh, to California or Canada. A lot of my family went to California and I've spent a lot of time there and we've seen people there, a lot of operators doing things marvellously and I thought there was a bit of a gap in the market in London where people weren't perhaps giving people quite what they wanted and the market had fallen behind. It's clearly caught up now but yeah it was born out of a bit of frustration to do a great bar and restaurant that was a nice casual accessible space for people so that's where our first site came from, the refinery at Bankside. And, and I believe, before we go into the specifics of the of the bars and, and the restaurants as well, and, and, and why they became, why they are unique in a way, mm. each other, each one of them are unique. You're a grafter. That's what my, my people tell me. Um, you, ha- you couldn't go to university because you had to work. Do you think those early years defined you in, in, in a good way? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've got great grounding. My parents are fabulous people. They had a... Um, I grew up in a hotel in Largs on the west coast of Scotland, worked with my parents. I always say to them it was slave labour, doing teas and toasts and lots of different things before we went to school in the morning for lots of coach parties and different things. No glamour and all of that. But yeah, I mean, I love hospitality. I've grown up in hospitality and been with it all my life, really. And um, yeah, I think Scots have quite a good work ethic as well, really. And the university, not university thing, I interview many people, some have degrees, some don't have degrees. The ones that don't seem to have a slightly different attitude to whether academia has been useful 
to other people? What's your perspective on that? Well, probably I, I, I didn't have the opportunity because I started working uh, quite early and um, helping my mum and uh, my brother and sister. We were kind of uh, organising our family and helping uh, with all of that. But um, later, when I worked for Mitchells and Butler, I had great training there. So I think it's probably about a balance of both things because I had great experience in a lot of different courses and worked with a lot of people who'd had university backgrounds and track records, and it was a blend, really. So I think a bit of both is absolutely fine. Yeah. Now, you said before when you set the, the, um, the restaurants up that there was this gap, and you said the gap was really something to do with being individual, something to do with being a bit different. Give, give me a bit more sense of how you knew there was a gap, because people often talk about seeing that moment. What was it really for you? In- well, um, basically, I thought that a lot of gastropubs were wonderful but quite expensive and sometimes uh, the standards weren't quite what they should be and I thought also a lot of bars had at that time, I mean they've all caught up now but a number of bar chains had kind of fallen behind the market, people at All Bar 1 had perhaps fallen by, behind Slug and Lettuce um, D&D at that time but D&D are wonderful now, so are All Bar 1 and Slug, they've all moved on but I thought there was a real gap then and also a lot of people weren't trading all day welcoming families, so basically we trade for breakfast and brunch and lunch and post work and for private parties and events and not a lot of people were doing that and I think also some of the things I'd seen in California where it was more casual um, for families and friends really that that's where the idea was born out of yeah. Stay with me for more from my business shaper Gillian McLean. Time for some music this is Stacey Kent and One Note Samba This is just a little samba built upon a single note Other notes are bound to follow But the root is still that note Now this new one is the consequence Of the one we've just been through As I'm bound to be the unavoidable consequence of you that was Stacey Kent and One Note Sampa. Gillian McLean is my business shaper today and we've been talking about gaps in markets and the like. Um, give me the rundown of the names of your lovely bars and restaurants, just briefly. Yeah, we have the Refinery um, over by the Tate Modern at Bankside, the Parlour um, at Canary Wharf, the Anthologist on Gresham Street, the Folly at Gracechurch Street, the Drift in Heron Tower on the ground floor of Heron Tower. We've got the Happenstance at St Paul's, and on Monday we've got the Fable opening at 60 London at Holborn Viaduct. Yeah, so we've got seven places now. Seven places, great names, lovely names, and from the pictures, and, I, and as I said, guiltily, my non, my la, the opposite of a guilty pleasure, my lack of pleasure, I haven't been there. Architecture and design looks like it's important to you, though, as is the naming. There's a team of you, I imagine, that do that kind of thing. Yeah, there's lots of us, actually. My sister has worked with us for a number of years. She's based over in California. She lives in San Francisco, and she's hosted most of our innovation trips and also has helped us look at lots of different places there. We work with a great girl, um, Sophie Douglas from Fusion, who's our designer, and her creative team, uh, Katie and Sam, who work with her as well. So um, we've got a lot of people working um, on the concept development and also the look and feel and design but to be honest over the last five six years we've traveled every time we do a site we talk to the developer about what they'd like we run customer focus groups to say what they'd like so for instance the happenstance that opened last summer we went to hong kong shanghai and tokyo to see a lot of great operators there doing things well and then we came back and developed the concept from there so it's great fun i mean what an opportunity to 
um, be able to do great bars and restaurants and really look at the look and feel. The, people say they're predominantly female-led, but I don't really think they are. Um, I think it's um, women are probably responsible for influencing lots of decisions. They say, don't they, these girls from Ogilvy that wrote um, Inside a Pretty Little Head that women are responsible for about influencing about 80% of the purchasing decisions in the UK, and I, I agree with that. So we hope that it's got a female feel um, in terms of in the design, and certainly we've got a great team working on it. We've also got an, another girl who works with us, Lisa Yearwood, who's our head of marketing. She's fabulous, who's done all the concept development uh, on The Fable, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So The Fable opening Monday, which is the... Yeah, the Monday the 10th. Monday the 10th of February. Yes. Um, and if you're living in London, then you can, I'm sure you can check it out. Um, it sounds like that, and, and you talk about the creative process, and whether it's you're, you're making a film or you're, you're creating a bar or a restaurant, a lot of it must be gut feel. Uh, well, I think actually the kind of difference in London now is a lot of developers know what they want at the base of their building. We're predominantly going into new developments. For instance, the Fable, where it is at um, 60 Holborn, acts as the developer. Amazon's the tenant, so it's all um, Amazon customers we have, and we run a lot of focus groups with them talking about what they'd like um, and such like. So we don't just do bars and restaurants. We do a lot of pop-ups as well, um, and we provide facilities in different buildings as well. So um, developers seem to want life at the base of their building but the most important thing for us is our customers it's about giving customers what they want really in terms of great food and great drinks and hopefully great service as well well there you go focus groups you heard it here first Gillian McLean does focus groups to make sure that your experience of uh, her bars and restaurants is spot on. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes but before that some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. Hi, my name is Andrew Goldstone and I'm a partner in the tax group at Mishkondorea. I see all kinds of entrepreneurs and I get asked all kinds of questions. And one of those questions is, what is the difference between tax evasion, tax avoidance and legitimate tax planning? Well, there are legal niceties involved, but basically forget about tax evasion. You will go to prison if you're caught. Tax avoidance, very different thing. Something that the government thinks is morally reprehensible. Well... Some people take a different view, but I think the point is now is not the time to be engaging in aggressive tax avoidance schemes. They may not be illegal, but they are unlikely to work and you'll end up paying very big fees and you'll probably be turned over by the revenue. And that's the last thing you want if you've got any sort of public profile or indeed any tax skeletons in the cupboard. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers, and if you're a regular, you will know that every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, I have a fantastic person from the world of business, a shaper in the world of business, who joins me. Um, If you haven't had a chance to listen to all of them, go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, they will all be there. If you're flying on a plane, as I've said before, and it's British Airways, you will also hear us there. CityAM.com is another place, and so is FT.com. We are literally taking over the world of radio. Um, If you want to tweet us today, at JazzFM is our handle. Gillian McLean is my business shaper. She's the founder and managing director of Drake and Morgan. They run beautiful and own beautiful bars and restaurants. One is opening uh, this Monday. And in fact, today we are with Gillian McLean in her office overlooking the Thames, a first for Jazz FM. And I'm very excited to be here with her. <laughs> Gillian, um, obviously you worked with your family when you were younger and you said it was slave labour. I can't believe that for a second, Gillian. I'm sure they were lovely. Your <laughs> sister and you now work together. She is on the other side of the world. But does she bring a passion and an intensity that only a family member can bring? 
Yeah, I, definitely. I mean, she's a super girl. She's lived um, in San Francisco for about 12 years now. She's travelled all around um, the West Coast in terms of looking at new concepts and different ideas for us. So I think what she does is keep us relevant and keep us fresh and keep us moving things along. And actually, she brings a, a bit of magic when she comes from California as well, that great positivity and entrepreneurial spirit that seems to thrive there, really, which is great for our business as well. Yeah. Now, positivity and entrepreneurial spirit, the thing that entrepreneurs are made of and the things that they love and they get off on. You worked in corporate life. I mean, Mitchell's and Butler, big company, 20 years. Was there that in that organisation? Was there positivity? Was there entrepreneurialism? Or was that the very thing that you said, I need more of this, I'm going to do my own thing? Mitchell's and Butler is a great business. It was a fantastic experience. I worked with them in Scotland and then really predominantly in London and lots of different brands. Um, it's quite an interesting business because it's got such heritage because it's very old-fashioned business, but pubs are great fun, pubs and bars. It's life itself, really. So, yeah, I think it was a fabulous business to work in, but there's nothing like doing your own thing. Um, having the great opportunity to shape something yourself is amazing, really. Yeah. Stay with me for more from Gillian McLean, my business shaper. Time for some more music. This is Gary Clark Jr. and Please Come Home. That was Gary Clark Jr. and Please Come Home. Gillian, we've been talking about all sorts of things. Um, People along the way that have influenced you, in corporate life, I imagine there were many as well as in your personal life. Do any stand out? And if they do, what is it that they said to you or that they did for you that, that really made a mark? Um, I worked for a really great guy, David Henderson, well, my goodness, for years, and uh, he's a fabulous guy. He was um, a bit of a lifer at Mitchells and Butler, great uh, director there, but his key thing was always about when you promote people, let good people go, because they'll come back to you at some point, and I've certainly found that throughout my career, that when people have uh, maybe outgrown the roles, want to go and do other things, they eventually come back, and I've found that even since setting up Drake & Morgan, a number of people who work with me before have come to work with us again which is absolutely fantastic and I've got much better skills than I've got that have helped develop the business even further which is absolutely brilliant yeah Uh, is the joy I mean it sounds like you have joy in watching people flourish and as you said Mm. letting them go so they come back what's the other big joy for you running this business because you look like a happy kind of person you like you're into what you do and not everyone (laughs) does you know there are people on the spectrum there are people that are passionate and there are people that are just in it for the money it doesn't look like you're just in it for the money well I, I think hospitality is amazing I've been in all my life I love it I think the biggest buzz for us really is our customers when you see people uh, last night when um, we're opening a fable on Monday and I was there last night a load of customers were in trying cocktails it's a tough gig but they had to do it Um, and uh, also having some canopies I was just listening to people laughing having a great time and that makes it all worthwhile because that's what we do it for we've also got the most amazing team of people really young quirky people and I think a big thing in Drake and Morgan is just allowing people just be your yourself and enjoy it really so um yeah that gives me a buzz our team and also our customers really has the dynamic of having an investment from a pretty big private equity house has that made a difference to the way the business is run what's your relationship with with that with that um private equity house because 
I talk to lots of people who've had these moments, these mini events in their businesses, and things change, and not always for the better. No, it's been great for us. We had fantastic founder shareholders um, through Mbiba Partnership, um, really, really supportive people who um, realised their exit uh, last year, which is fantastic. We've got one investor now um, in terms of Beaumont Capital who've been brilliant, who understand leisure businesses and have been really gentlemanly in their approach with the business and getting to know the business. Yeah, they've been great and they own other uh, leisure businesses as well. So they've taken the time over a few years to get to know us, understand the business, they get the space. So um, yeah, it's been great actually. And I think given the old um, structure that we had, actually having a single investor alongside our management team is great. We'll have a final chat with Gillian, plus play a track from Fats Waller. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Fats Waller and Ain't Misbehaving. And just for a few more minutes, Gillian McLean, because I've been practising how to say, is that right? Say it for me. <laughs> McLean. McLean. Yeah. She is my business shaper, and you would have heard she is Scottish. She's been down here in, in London, though, um, doing amazing things in the bar and restaurant world. Um, one of the things that strikes me about your approach to business is that you like to encourage sustainability, that you have these awards that you win. And I know there are, you know, people sell these awards nine to a dozen or whatever the expression is, but it looks like you really mean it. Why is it, why is sustainability important to you? Well, I, I think in terms of particularly the type of foods that people are eating and such like, and the food source and the provenance is really important. But also for all the guys that are working with us as well, we're part of Sustainable Restaurant Association. The thing we're probably most proud about about the whole everything in the company is our score for society and giving back. We feed everybody in our business every day, look after people, and I think it's important for people to eat healthy, nutritious food. Really, so um, yeah, it's important about sustainability. So we don't bang on about it, but it's in our DNA and just part of our business how we like to be. Now you've obviously done really well and you've had investment over the years. It can't have all been an easy ride. As you look back at your disappointments, rather than having to revisit all of them, what is it that you think helped you get up and carry on and do better the next time? Because that's often the thing that people ask me about. Well, what are the what do all these people say? Because that's the, that's the gene that everyone's looking for. What, what is it that enables you to do that? Well, I was probably a bit frustrated in corporate life, really. I kept saying to people, oh, I could do that much better than other people. And friends said to me, oh, your epitaph will be when you're 30, you've never done it, 40, you've never done it. And then I was a bit like, oh dear, I'm never doing it. So actually I had to get on and do it. And that drove me really, because I thought it's got to succeed really. And also for our founder shareholders who invested, there was a responsibility to them as well. Um, so yeah, that just forced me on really to say that it must work. <laughs> and where's it going to go for the next five years for you, Gillian? How are you going to be shaping your business? Well, we hope to um, open another few sites, um, three to four a year over the next few years, predominantly in London. We'd like to trial a couple of sites outside of London um, as well, really. But predominantly the city, the West End and South Banks are heartland, really. So as long as we can keep developing great bars and restaurants that customers want to come to, that's what we'll do for the next few years. And it will keep you happy. 
Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just before I let you go, um, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? I wanted originally to um, choose Ellie Golding's song for a swap for Margot, a very dear um, friend of mine. Margot is uh, not very well. She has a rare form of blood cancer. Um, but I need something jazzy. So uh, something jazzy instead is Stevie Wonder, Isn't She Lovely? So it's for Margot. Excellent. Jim McCain, thank you very much for joining me today. This is your song choice for Margot, Isn't She Lovely? from Stevie Wonder. Isn't She Lovely from Stevie Wonder, the song choice of my business shaper today, Gillian McLean. She was calm. She was clear that she could do it better and wanted to go off and do it for herself. And ambitious, but absolutely grounded in really important values. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's Saturdays, 9 o'clock on Jazz FM. Stay with us now, though. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business but it's personal.